You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. 2020 was a good year for home loan borrowers. Banks sold home loans at dirt cheap rates of about 6.25 to 6.9%. This prompted many prospective home buyers to take the leap and buy real estate properties. But as interest rates rose, so did the rates of these floating rate loans. In the last one year, the same loan borrowers who got the loan at 6.5% interest rates have seen their rates jump to about 9%. When banks revised the interest rates, the default option that they exercised was to increase the loan tenure. This is a common practice for banks as a longer tenure earns them more interest. In the last one year, in the case of some borrowers, the tenure has been set at 50 years. which means that the borrower would practically be paying the loan forever RBI took notice of this interest rate shock that home loan borrowers are feeling and earlier this month came out with circulars that will benefit them the most important guidelines are that one there will be no amortization and two the lender will give the borrower an option to in- either increase AMI or prepay the loan and not increase the tenure at its behest In today's episode I will tell you how RBI's directives on home loans will benefit you. Hi, I am Shipra from Mint's personal finance team and welcome back to Why Not Mint Money. Nishant Batra, Chief Gold Planner at Holistic Prime Wealth and a mutual fund distributor has joined me in today's episode. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Nishan, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Hi Shipra, thanks for inviting me. So, from what I understand, the one very important benefit for home owners from the recent RBI guidelines on home loans is that there will be no negative amortization. So, can you explain our listeners in detail how this benefits them? So, basically, Shipra, before explaining to the audience what negative amortization is. it's important for me to explain first what amortization is and then they will be able to understand what negative amortization is right so let's start with a very simple example let's say 3 years back if somebody has taken a home loan for 1 crore rupees for a repayment schedule of 30 years which is 360 months the emi at 6.4% rate of interest is somewhere close to 62500 now every emi consists of two portions one is interest and second is principal component interest component is basically charged on the principal outstanding for that particular month so if somebody has taken 1 1 crore rupees of home loan at 6.4% it basically means 5.3% monthly interest simple it simply comes out to be 53300 So, if EMI is sixty-two thousand five hundred and the interest component is fifty-three thousand five hundred in in round figure, then principal repayment for first month is nine thousand. It means in second months the interest will not be charged on one crore, but instead the interest will be charged on ninety-nine lakh ninety-one thousand. Right. And similarly, as you keep paying the EMIs, the principal outstanding comes down. and because principal outstanding is reducing every month the interest charge is reducing every month and therefore the principal component of the emi is going up 
at the end of 30 years if rate of interest remains same the principal outstanding will be zero this is called as amortization right okay now let's say after 3 years rate of interest went up to 9% as we know during covid rbi cut down the repo rate to as low as 4% uh, to support the growth of the economy to 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 infuse more liquidity into the system now to control the inflation rbi has increased the repo rate multiple times currently the repo rate stands as 6.5% this impact bank has passed to the borrowers and the home loan borrowers have been impacted the most the reason is because the tenure is very long right now let's consider the previous example where the rate of interest was 6.4% for simplistic calculations let's assume after 3 years now the rate of interest from 6.4 has moved to 9% now the pending tenure is 324 months if the borrower keep paying the same emi of 62500 basically he will never be able to repay the loan i will tell you the reason mm-hmm. because at the end of 36 month the principal outstanding was 96030 9635000 and interest on this monthly interest on this at 9% annualized meaning 0.75% interest is 72200 emi is 62500 and interest on principal outstanding is 72200 so interest is more than the emi right this is called negative amortization so in the recent circular what rbi has done is that every time the bank is going to reset the interest rate they are going to offer to the borrower that if they want to increase the emi as well to cope up with the same repayment schedule or if they want to use some prepayment so that their loan tenure remains the same right. this is what the rbi has done because i think what was what has happened is that in some cases it got extended to as much as the you know t- t- till the time the loan borrower would be 80 years old 82 years old which is impractical to be honest i mean it's as good as infinite so i think this is what rbi is trying to achieve by introducing this guideline yes shipra so in the example which we have just discussed in this example at no age the loan will be over unless and until the rate of interest come down if rate of interest remains at 9% if the borrower keep paying the original emi every month the principal outstanding is going up because the emi is less than the interest charge so even emi is not able to make up with the interest component and there is no principal payment in that emi That's so right. this is the amortization and that is what rbi wanted to uh, control and that is why rbi is said to banks that every time you are going to reset uh, rate of interest for any home loan borrower at that time you need to offer to the borrower that in case he wants to increase the emi or prepay some of the loan so that at the same emi the loan terms remains the same right so from what i understand what the rbi is trying to do is that it's, it wants to one give borrowers more visibility and also give them better control over their loans because another uh, guideline that 
the RBI has issued is that the bank has to reveal principal and interest of the loan every quarter. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So yes. this is also correct. Yeah. So basically, Shipra, more important than this, what RBI has said to the all the regulated entities, including banks and NBFCs, that whenever you offer home loan to a borrower, you need to make sure that borrower understands the consequences in in, in case interest rates move in unfavorable direction, so that the borrower is mentally prepared even at the time of taking home loan. Yeah. That in case interest rates go up, his repayment schedule needs to be changed. That's right. That's right. Plus, what you have said that is also correct. Every quarter, the bank will um, write an email or issue a letter to the borrower that this is the principal you have paid. This is the principal outstanding now. This is the interest you have paid in these three months. Right. So, this transparency also yeah. comes into the system. Yes. Yes, I agree. So, like you said, that uh, the borrower will be given the option to either increase EMI or if they want to make prepayments. So, can you tell our uh, listeners, you know, how prepayments work and how do they help the borrowers? So, basically, Shipra, prepayment will simply reduce the principal outstanding, and what is going to happen in the EMI, the principal payment will go up so just to give you an example let's say at the end of 37th month somebody i mean i am continuing the previous example itself 9635000 the loan which was outstanding right. at the end of 36 month if the borrower make a prepayment of let's say 10 lakh rupees so what immediately happens is that the principal outstanding has Gone down from ninety six lakh thirty five thousand to eighty six lakh thirty five thousand. Even after making this prepayment of ten lakh, it is still negative amortization. So it means the borrower needs to bring in more money to make sure that if he wants to remain at the same EMI, the EMI has a decent portion of principal outstanding as well. So if he makes a prepayment of fifteen lakh rupees. Right. Then the negative amortization is vanished. Right. And in case he wants to increase the EMI to keep the tenure same, then the that calculation will work as uh, it will be around twenty seven percent of increase in EMI from sixty two five hundred to seventy nine three hundred. So, from what I understand, there are some uh, restrictions to prepayments. So, for instance, a bank, some banks allow you to make a prepayment only if. at least two emis worth of money is being paid you know prepaid so do you think that these restrictions need to go and you know the, because so for instance if somebody is like in your example if somebody's uh, emi is 65000 that would mean that they need to straight away pay 1.3 lakh rupees now people might not have that kind of liquidity all the time like i might have 1 lakh but i can't prepay because i don't have 30 extra thousand so do you think that these restrictions kind of also restrict the home loan borrowers from prepaying their home loans so i think these kind of restrictions will also go away one more important point here i would like to highlight is huh. that rbi has also abolished any kind of prepayment charges in case the borrower has opted for floating rate of interest right 
So there is no prepayment charges if the borrower is an individual and whether the lender is a bank or NBFC doesn't matter. Right. So there not be any prepayment charges, but yes, some banks or some lenders have made these kind of rules that you can prepay only once in six months or you need to prepay at least two months worth of EMI. Basically, they just want to make their job easier. so that every now and then people do not come up with small amounts to prepay the loan right because right. there is a administrative cost involved in all these things that's right so coming back to the question of how prepayment works uh because the principal outstanding is higher in the you know the first half of the loan so to say so in that case do you would you say that prepayments are effective if they are made in the initial years of the loan and not so effective if done in the second half or you know towards the end of the loan towards the last 3 5 years of the loan so shipra there are two three thoughts regarding prepayment i will try to explain all the thoughts right. so let's start with an example let's say somebody has an annual income of 12 lakh rupees on post tax basis and he is paying a emi of 25000 rupees right now Twenty-five thousand rupees on per month basis and three lakh rupees on per annum basis. So twenty-five percent of his post-tax annual income he is paying as EMIs. So one school of thought is that he should not prepay anything. This school of thoughts comes from the uh, thought process that uh, with as the time goes by, the income of the person goes by due to normal appraisals. Once he switches the job after three four years and things like that. so what what is going to happen this 25% of emi outflow will start coming now down hmm. here i am not uh, considering any rate any change in rate rate of interest i am just assuming that rate of interest remains the same hmm. but the income of the person due to inflation and due to experience and due to the skills acquired in last one year keeps on going up hmm. so what is going to happen the percentage allocation from the income the emi which the person is paying will keep on going down so let's say from 12 lakh after 3 years the income is now 15 lakhs but he is still paying 3 lakh rupees as an annual emi hmm. so from 25% the allocation has gone down to 20% so best part about borrowing is if rate of interest remains the same the percentage allocation keep going down because your income will keep going up obviously this i am considering with the fact that that there is job security and the person is confident and optimistic about his career right plus the tax benefits so in home loan there is tax benefit under section 24 up to 2 lakh rupees that's right second school of thought about prepayment is whenever you prepay something basically you are earning a rate of interest equivalent to the rate of interest your lender is charging and that earning is in the form of interest outflow saved and it is in the form of tax free so for example if your loan is 9% and the principal outstanding is 1 crore if you prepay the loan by 10 lakh rupees basically you are saving 90000 rupees worth of interest in first year itself yeah. and that 90000 you have not earned you have saved so it is also tax free so it gives you a kind of tax free return to keep paying the loan that's right 
third school of thought is whether you should invest that money in some other asset class which can yield much higher returns than the rate of interest versus the peace of mind of having no loan these are the three school of thoughts which comes in my mind when it comes to prepayment but obviously if we if one prepays any amount of money in initial years of loan i am considering here home loan which is long in tenure so a decent portion of the uh, loan tenure comes down so to ask you the last question how much of one's income should go towards a home loan according to you so shipra this is a very tricky question a lot of things comes into the picture before coming down on a particular percentage for example two people earning same amount of money maybe working in uh, one may be working in a government job and one may be working in a startup so yeah. job security is not there in a startup versus in a government job second thing is let's say somebody comes from a family who already has decent amount of wealth and assets That's and somebody who is coming from a family where he has to support his parents sponsor the education of his siblings so there is no fixed percentage but i will still say one should not go beyond 25 to 30% of net disposable income right so whatever your post tax income is the emi should not be more than 25 30% banks we will offer you up to 40 45% but you should not go beyond 25 30% and you should be mindful of the fact that in case interest rate changes yeah. the whole calculation will change so you need to have a decent amount of buffer for that as well that's right and now that so many home borrowers have seen that play out for them it becomes all the more important especially when you're taking a home loan in a low interest regime correct so interest rate cycle also needs to be considered uh, when you think that there is already uh, the home loan is available at a very attractive rate of interest and you are opting for a floating rate of interest as an option so you should be mindful that in case due to any reason rate started to go up then the emi or the tenure will also get affected so yeah. for example currently the rate of interest are at a stage where we do not see that rates will go up further at yeah. least there will not be any drastic change which has happened from 6.4 to 9 at the most they may go to 9 to 9.5 but if one takes a loan at this point of time chances are in next 5 years rate of interest will definitely go down and he will have more room to pay emis yeah that's right yeah. all right so that brings us to the end of today's episode thanks a lot nishan for joining us today and for your inputs i'm sure this conversation will be very helpful for existing home loan borrowers and even for those who are uh, thinking of taking a home loan thank you shipa thank you very much that brings us to the end of today's episode If you would like to know more about this topic or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover, I can be reached at Twitter under the username of Shipra Singh Sorath and on LinkedIn at Shipra Singh. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode. To stay updated on this podcast, Follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 